Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Hey, John Meacham is the former editor of Newsweek. He is a Pulitzer Prize-winning author. He has just published Destiny and Power, The American Odyssey of George Herbert Walker Bush. It's getting tremendous attention, and he's joining me now. John, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I'm totally biased in support of George Herbert Walker Bush, in whose administration I had the privilege of serving. And so at the outset, I wanted to say I'm I'm so glad that you did this because someone needed to do it and that it would be an individual of your stature, I think, is really appropriate. Oh, well, that's very kind of you to do. I I felt um, a real obligation to be commensurate to the trust the president put in me. Uh, he gave me his diaries without condition. Uh, Mrs. Bush gave me her diaries with only one condition, which she never exercised, um, uh, which was I had to clear any quotations with her. I took her 90 pages of options, and she left everything on the record. So um, 
it's been it's been quite a journey uh it's a 17 years more or less in the making and uh so I, those that kind word uh, means a lot thank well, you why do you think that it has taken i mean maybe because it, it was a hell of a lot of work but why has <laughs> it taken until now for him to receive this kind of recognition well, you know, my friend Michael Beschloss has a rule that it really takes 20 to 25 years before a presidency can be seen historically and not journalistically. Uh, and I think that's right. And we're at 25 years now. And the dust settles and the passions of the moment uh, uh, calm down a bit. A lot of people write their memoirs. And we can see two things, really. We can begin to see the real effects of things that we followed in real time. And we can see what a president did that changed the way we live now in, at a, through measures that we might not have paid that much attention to. Uh, things that didn't seem important then seem important now. And by every standard, uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, I think, is really the last of a kind. He's the last president of the greatest generation, first president of the Cold War, post-Cold War era, um, had, a, had a much stronger domestic record than people chose to give him credit for in real time. You know this. You were there. Uh, because he was acting to try to make public sector initiatives as conservative as possible, he managed to please no one. Uh, but the ADA, the Clean Air Act, the budget deal that, that caused him so much grief really set up the prosperity of the 90s, and it just took us a long time to do it. My perhaps overly simple way of putting it, but I believe it, is um, that you can't really tell how big a mountain is until you get farther away from it. He was raised with the coda of don't go bragging on yourself. In fact, when I think of George Herbert Walker Bush, I think of the fact that when he left the White House, he did not write the conventional memoir. Instead, being a man of letters, he published that compendium arranged mm-hmm. chronologically i think the title was all the best that's right um and and so my question for john meacham is how difficult was mm-hmm. the man who doesn't like to go bragging on himself how difficult was it to get him to cooperate with you on a project of this magnitude well we we did interviews over about nine years and as i, I write in the book um he was always polite and usually patient <laughs> with the questions um he uh, he made a a bet in a way uh, on on this project uh, by giving me the diaries, by uh, asking his children, his siblings, his lieutenants to talk to me. Um, he wanted a historian, an independent historian, uh, to see what was really there and to call him like I saw him, and so. You know, sort of typically for George Bush, um, it was, again, uh, somebody, a a reviewer used the word shrewd uh, this week about this. It's kind of classic Bush. Um, if If I have gone through the independent historical biographical work to tell this amazing human story and try to reach some assessments about what he meant then and what he means now and what he will mean to all of us going forward... If it's coming from a historian, it frankly has more credibility than if he was bragging on himself. I saw an exchange that you had with W where W acknowledges that he didn't know Dad had kept the diaries. When John Meacham was deciding to undertake this project, did you know that you'd have that treasure trove? 
I did. I, I went in uh, and I said I was interested in doing a book uh, and needed to know what was there. And I knew I knew there, was, there had been a diary, but I did not have any idea of the extent of it. Uh, what President Bush did is he dictated into a handheld tape recorder at least once a week, sometimes uh, a lot more. Uh, it's a vast trove. It's as close as I'm ever going to get to being president of the United States. You know, what, what, what this diary, which he gave me for the book, and which I'm going to edit for separate publication down the road after he's, he's gone, or as he puts it, after he's paws up, uh, <laughs> as, as, in, in a way that on, only he could put it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Pause up. Uh, oh, sometimes, man. sometimes I'm sometimes it's like doing Dana Carvey, doing George Bush, doing you know it gets complicated. Um, but but in, in the classic George Bush maneuver, when I ask about writing a book, and I wanted to do it in the fullness of time, I didn't want to do it while George W. was president, and I didn't. I wanted to wait until it was historical, not journalistic. This is a historical biography of the 41st president. It's not about Jeb Bush's campaign. It's not about George W.'s presidency, although there's a lot in there about it. This is about a man who, at the age of 18, joined the United States Navy on his 18th birthday, was shot down out of the sky when he was 20, who served his country in job after job after job in this long and arduous odyssey to the presidency. Nuclear Armageddon was a possibility when he came into office. It was unthinkable afterward. I mean, this is an amazing man, an amazing American life, and we aren't going to see another one like it. And yet, and yet, he didn't see it that way. So he said, sure, read the diary, because if there's nothing in the diary, there might not be anything to talk about. I mean, that was his, that was the level of his modesty. John, and I don't. John, sorry. you're you're reminding me that in '80, his campaign slogan in '80, when he was challenging Ronald Reagan, his campaign slogan was "A president we won't have to train." Reflective right. of the fact that he'd been in the Congress, he'd been a business leader, he'd been the head of the RNC, he'd been envoy to China, he'd been the UN ambassador, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And today, you know, the path is so different. Today, ah, it is so to true. say something incendiary, to draw the attention of people who do what I do for a living, hopefully not the way that I do it for a living. You become mm-hmm. a fundraising magnet, and all of a sudden, you know, you can declare for president of the United States. So true. Can you imagine today uh, the the paper trail? The you, He would have four years of congressional votes, which, by the way, he served two years under Johnson, and he voted with the Johnson administration 53% of the time. He served two years under Nixon in the House, and he voted 55% of the time. Amazing. Can you imagine people going through the U.N. votes? Can you imagine people going through the RN, being chairman of the RNC during Watergate? What second prize, by the way? Can you imagine people looking at our Chinese policy when he was China? Can you imagine a director of the CIA? Can you imagine an eight-year vice president uh, responsible for everything? I mean, it's just, you, you put it very well, it's just an entirely different universe. And I actually believe that culturally and temperamentally, George H.W. Bush has more in common with the Roosevelts and even with the Founding Fathers than he does with his successors. And that ambient sense of service, that public service was a natural extension of yourself. And as it says in the Gospels, to whom much is given, much is expected, George H.W. Bush totally embodied that principle.
Here's what I have most wanted to ask John Meacham, author of Destiny and Power, The American Odyssey of George Herbert Walker Bush. So the review copies get spread around and immediately the book is written about and what is seized upon is is what Bush 41 told you about his son's relationship with Rumsfeld and with Cheney. And, and already that's getting a lot of traction. What is it that you, as the author of the book thus far, and this is just now the beginning of the rollout, but what is it that you find yourself saying, gee, I've got this nugget in the book, and I'm surprised there's not yet more attention about it. What's the it? I I, I don't think you and I have enough time between now and Christmas, but, but, here, are, <laughs> but here are a couple of things. I mean, as a biographer, I have his, the notes his teachers wrote about him when he was in, at Andover in high school that could have been written last week about how intense he gets over everything but tries to cover up his worry, how hard he works but doesn't want anybody to know it, how generous he is but uh, tries to sometimes play it cool. Uh, that, uh, I have this, the story of the wartime heroic. Um, I have a, you know, the letter he, he wrote to Barbara saying, someday our children will be so lucky to have a mother like you. Um, you're so beautiful. I know you about kill me every time I say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, the amazing story of going to Texas in 1948, going to Odessa, Barbara's mother was so convinced that they didn't have enough, uh, civilization in Odessa, Texas, that she sent them boxes of soap, figuring they didn't have any down there. Um, cut, cutting way forward to uh, to the presidency, Dick Cheney asked Colin Powell to tell him how many tactical nuclear weapons it would take to take out a division of the Iraqi Republican Guards if it came to that. Uh, I was sitting with Cheney doing the interview about the headlines you were talking about. Cause I, I took everything to everybody. 43 saw everything. Rumsfeld saw everything. Cheney saw everything about them so that they would be able to respond in the book. Because uh, I wanted it to be, again, this is history, not journalism. This is a historical biography of, of, of this great man. Um, and Cheney said, you want some news? You know, with his mouth just, I said, well, yes, sir, I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, and he asked for a plan, uh, a number about what we would have to be ready to do uh, if Saddam were to use chemical or biological weapons against us. And the number came back that the Pentagon thought it would take 17 tactical nuclear weapons against Saddam in 1991 if we had to do it. Um, I thought that was an amazing nugget, uh, which I, I think. Until you ask me that question, I don't think anyone's paid any attention to it. Hey, John, congratulations. I'm I'm only a part way through. I want to take my time with it. I, I do a lot of speed reading. This is not a book I, I care to speed read. Well, I really appreciate it. And it's this rich, you know, and it's, an, it's a great American story. You know, it, it's his, the, the Walkers and the Bushes. It goes all the way back to the Gilded Age, uh, way back before the Civil War. His great-grandfather was the rector of a church and uh, preached uh, a sermon on the death of Abraham Lincoln uh, about how the president has not lived in vain, so he has not died in vain. I mean, this is a big, big human story, uh, lots of love and tragedy and it's just a great American saga. And I, I've, I've always wanted him. I've always wanted him to get his just due, and I feel like now it's going to happen because of you. So thanks for that. 
I appreciate it very much. That's John Meacham, and the book is brand new, just having come out, and it is titled Destiny and Power, the American Odyssey of George Herbert Walker Bush. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com.